Welcome to What's Cooking in Hell's Kitchen, the officially unofficial podcast for Daredevil on Netflix. I'm Jay. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 8, entitled Guilty as Sin. Uh, I We're in a weird spot here. I just watched Walking Dead. My head is still kind of coming out of that space. Uh-huh. And now I've got to jump back into Daredevil. Sure. Do you remember this episode at all? What do you I think do. of this episode? Well, I actually was worried about what you thought about it because, like, I have some complaints, but not a ton. I was worried that you would start getting turned off by some of the more overtly sci-fi fantasy elements of Daredevil because suddenly they got this, no, you no, know, get their shooting Drano and baking soda right. and hot tea up, uh, you know. Electra's nostrils. It's 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 a it's a not neti pot situation, and you're like, ah, fuck this. No, I'm fine with that. Strangely, I'm fine with that. I don't okay. like. It's a superhero story. It's you're fine fantasy. with all the hand and the chase and the black sky yep. and all. Bring that it stuff. on. Okay, bring it on. I don't know what any of it is yet, but bring it on. Um, <laughs> those are not the problems I have. With my this. so I thought this was a gr- I thought this was a pretty good episode that moved things along in very interesting areas. Um. I do feel like that Foggy and Karen continue to be like whether their characters are working or not seems like it's entirely at the mercy of the writers and maybe even the directors because there's a couple scenes that they have like when Foggy's like oh that guy said he killed his dad and I don't know if I'm doing the right thing anymore and Karen's like but we got to get him in a loony bin he's like you're right go get Matt like that like the meat and potatoes stuff that they do like I don't know what's wrong but it's not working for me they're not selling me on the reality of this situation. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, that's, I don't, there's something up here that just doesn't feel right. Like coming off of season one, where I felt it was solidly written, mm-hmm. uh, season two doesn't feel quite as solid. Like it hangs together as well with character motivations and stuff. Like, sure. I, you come off the back of last episode, the, talking about that same scene, come off the back of the last episode where Foggy tells Matt, I am never counting on you for anything ever again. And now all of a sudden, we got to have Matt. He's the only guy who can do this. Well, and they walk it back like, well, I said that, but I didn't mean it. Almost like that was like one of those false ultimatums. Like he was trying to do it to save their relationship. Like, I'm going to threaten divorce so they'll really okay. take me seriously. That's the way you want to live. No, but what I'm saying is like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. They're putting that in there, but it doesn't feel genuine. No, it- I don't know who Foggy is at this point. Foggy to me is such a uh, conflicted and confused character that I don't yeah. I don't really know what he stands for, who he is, yeah, uh, how he feels about Matt, how he feels about himself, like what mission does he believe in? Yeah, Foggy's kind of got lost in the fog of this season a little bit, a little bit. Uh, uh, and it's unfortunate because I like him. I liked him as a character in season one quite a bit, even though. We didn't get a ton of him, but the moments he had were more comedic and fun. But there's also a little bit of looseness in the plotting because they've got, I mean, what are we, eight episodes in now? And I still don't know what the hell's going on in Frank Castle because hmm. okay. when that when that cop leans in and says, think about what you want, Frank, I'm like, oh, well, so Frank's actually part of the conspiracy and this these are the men in suits. Or whatever. That's that whatever faction that we haven't seen since they ineptly chased Karen away from his house in what in episode four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. And then you turn out that that guy's really doing this at the behest of the kingpin, which I'm glad that the kingpin has come back around. And he's back involved, but like, well, I don't get it. Like this John Doe thing. And this the, the 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 courtroom testimony and and Frank wanting to get to the bottom of it and then like someone says 
think about what you want. Does that mean that he's been working for the Kingpin the whole time? Because how the hell would he know how to interpret that and how to play that? I feel like there is a conversation that that we didn't see where Frank got the word that the Kingpin wants to, quote-unquote, help him in exchange for something. But the only word we saw was that, and I, I want to call yeah. – if that's – I mean, you might be right, but I want to call horseshit because, no, right. I need to see that conversation. Sure. Because now if it was something that this deep, circuit, deep dark, secret, undercover government shit that I'm not privy to, I'd buy that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That was a really tough – as, as much as I want to see the Kingpin, uh, that was a really tough zag for me when I thought they're going to zig in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe is there any possibility that Frank has that outburst because he just believes in what he's doing and he doesn't want people to think that he doesn't? Well, so, I mean, there's a lot in there. I mean, the fact that he realized that this is Matt Murdock mm-hmm. talking to him. Um I felt like that they played that really well in exactly the opposite way that for some reason they chose to direct Matt to mug for the camera for like five minutes when he overheard the cops conversation. Like, no, I get it. He's got superhero. It's super hearing. And he heard that. Yeah. I know that because you focused in the guy's mouth and then you, you blurred focused into Matt. I didn't need him like Jim carrying it up in the courtroom <laughs> to like, like, wow, you're really pitching slow ball. Right, but th- that recognition kind of only works because Matt has been absent from the courtroom hmm. for for this whole time from Frank Castle's case in general. Like, yeah. he hasn't seen him outside of of you know Daredevil stuff, right? So, I also don't know what Foggy why Foggy thought they didn't sell me on why Foggy thought that Matt would be the only guy. I mean, I actually yeah. thought I understood when he's like, "Oh, because you're a vigilante, he's a vigilante. You've got that special bond. You can, you know." know exactly the right things to say because it's essentially uh, you know what would be the right thing to say to a less crazy version of you and it'll be a lot sympathetic yeah and then matt pretty much did that and then foggy berated him for going the vigilante route outside the courthouse like is that was that weird for you too uh like i don't I understand don't know what he, the fuck is going on with this that uh, he definitely triggered frank in some way and Frank, you know, then has his outburst once he realizes who he is and what he's saying. And, like, I don't that, – that's why I say, like, does he maybe just believe that strongly in what he's doing and he doesn't want the jury to be swayed by this argument and have that be the resolution to his case? Like, no, I want people to think that I believe in what I did. But you're uh, going to go to jail for consecutive life sentences, Frank. Right. So now what? How like, are you going to – like, did you fisk? suddenly stop believing in Karen? His ability to find things out for you? I'm not sure. I I always felt like he was facing life anyway, just yeah. going to prison versus going to a mental ward of some kind, right? It, it just feels like I'm getting flip-flopped here because, like, you know, they've spent two or three episodes with the will Frank or won't Frank plead guilty and plead innocent, and he's going to buy this defense, is he going to buy that, is he going to, you know, and here... Like, he shifted, like, what was all this courtroom drama? What was the doctor for? What was the colonel, especially the colonel? I assume that they've got something more in in mind for all these characters. Like, you know, this is going to be something that Karen's going to investigate on her own. But it made the courtroom feel scenes feel all superfluous because Frank just at the end threw it all away. Yeah, right. It's especially conspicuous when he says, oh, all of this other stuff is classified. Okay, oh, that what isn't classified? That's Tell a us hilar- about that. Yeah, like uh, the precise details of this event are classified. 
Right. Uh, okay. And apparently the stuff that's not classified is who the combatants were, uh-huh. what <laughs> Where geopolitical they were. Opera, you know, theater of operation it was at, uh-huh. the disposition of the forces, the co- – I mean like the what the hell was redacted it, like- here? The date and time and humidity? <laughs> Some other crazy shit maybe. Yeah. Some other crazy shit. Uh, I mean, they're like it's they're the, the. But I feel like that's where she's got to dig. Mm. She's got to dig into what is classified here. How do I find out the real dirt? Yeah, I'm like, what? Know. What the hell? Like this John Doe thing is. It's it's compelling, but it's starting to get maddening because I'm like, what? Who could this guy be? That would involve the Punisher, the Suit Corporation, all three major gangs of New York. Mm-hmm. And the hand is, is like, is this all, you know, is this, is this part of the hands deal too? Maybe. What Maybe? did you, so, okay. What I'm did not you, certain. and then I feel like this, some of this confusion might be intentional. Like we're just yeah, supposed to be, I think like m- we're supposed to be in the position of Matt where he just doesn't know what the hell's going on. A hand and black sky. Yeah. Yeah. It's and the, all crazy. that's the other thing is like, the other thing that this show is doing that's kind of getting tropey for me is Matt ineffectively confronting people. Like, oh, I'm going to punch uh, Stick in the face a couple times. And even Stick's like, didn't we do this last season? Isn't this kind of hacky? And like, okay, <laughs> we'll sit down. I'll tell this. Like, oh, I don't believe this fairy tale. Like, right. there's no follow-up questions. <laughs> like, I, I, even well, if, if you, you don't think believe this guy's, Even if you think that the guy's okay. full of shit. Like, he's got something. I mean, he's been working with your girlfriend for how long? Like, are there nothing that you're interested in? Yeah. Like, who is Electra? What are you alluding to? Yeah. The like, fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah, I, I thought that it was oddly, you know, he's he's got these weird things where, I don't know, arguably his no-killing stance almost got Electra killed. Oh, I think inarguably. And then, um, and then, and then Stick comes in and cleans house anyway. And who the right. hell is his driver? And he's got his own crew? There's yeah. more than just him and Electra and Matt. Well, if he's the leader of of this chase well, organization, chase? terrible name, terrible. A S T E or S E D. I think are they being chased or are they chased? I think it's <laughs> you know actually I would prefer it being chased as in they're running away from me something. too. Yeah, that's but what I, I have I, in my notes. Uh, in in because uh, I watched it in subtitles, I think I would have caught that. I think it's the chased capital C H A T. Wait, chased ST, like 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 virgi- virginal, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's a little. No, it's a terrible marketing okay. slogan. Hmm. You know. Well, it's confusing for one. Yeah, just linguistically. And are they implying that Stick is that boy that happened? I mean, some of this yes. stuff is like I... comic booky as hell because it's like you have to simultaneously believe there's this powerful organization that ruled the far east, yeah. if not the entire world, but no one knows about it. Right. Like what the f- like. And then some white dude is like, like and not come... from the shadows. Like this isn't an Illuminati. Like they're just secret organization pulling strings. No, they are painting the Far East red with blood. They live forever. Right. They they have like and no, but no one knows about them. There's nothing that, in the history books. That seems strange. You just have You're to right. you just have to suspend your disbelief. And I'm not hating. I'm just sure, pointing sure. out that this show is rapidly shifting into another gear of craziness. It is, yeah, and who knows? Maybe it'll go off the rails so far that I don't enjoy it anymore. But uh-huh. so far, we're we're still okay. Uh, I do have a question about what the fuck Matt does when trouble comes to his house, because that's not something where he goes in under the cover of night and kicks some ass and then goes home and recovers. Yeah. Now they know where if he you lives. don't kill. Yeah. 
you got to move at least. Well, I mean, you can't live there. Do you think? Because uh, if, if if fucking Chase and his cronies and the paint the town red hand guys are knocking on your door every night, yeah, looking to kill you, yeah, you, you just knock them out, throw them in the street. I, I mean, guess what I'm saying. Are they implying that this guy followed them and he had no communication with the hand at all? Because uh, it seems like they know hmm. where he lives now and it's game fucking over. Right. Right. He's got to. He's got to leave. Yeah. Uh, that's that's another practical question uh, I've got. Matt's apartment. Yeah, his bedroom's on the one floor. His kitchen's on one floor. His living room's on one floor. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is upstairs? Is that just a ninja hole where he gets surprised occasionally by guys yeah. like Stick or it's the loft? He doesn't really have a loft, though, does he? Over, over the kitchen? There. Is there something over the kitchen, like a loft area? I, I don't think we've ever seen an area that's not his living room, the kitchen, yeah. or his bedroom, or that hallway that goes out to the door. Sure. That's no, I feel like it. that's just a ninja trap hole. That I, I although, might go to the roof. Doesn't yeah, he spend some time on the roof? And and if you're daredevil, do you just walk in the front door in your red leathers? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, maybe you pay for the rooftop access yeah. just so you can yeah, rappel the up there, and then okay, okay. So that so maybe it is a ninja hole, and he's one yeah. of the ninjas that has to use it from time to time. I think so. Preferably the only ninja to use it. Yeah, I wouldn't want ninjas coming in my ninja hole. Yeah. Um... I don't know. They got this. Uh, these guys, they're immortal and they're rich and they've got plenty of pussy and booze and they're always looking for weapons and in particular this black sky weapon, which is what the hole's about, but nobody knows what right. it does because it's never been activated. So has something whole... to do with the children that were abducted last season, I think. Oh, that boy. Was a, that was something that they were yeah, doing sacrifice to... Sacrifice them? Well, or that they... Because, the, you know, the, that was significant that the chase started as this one little boy who, for some mystical reason, was able to pull the knife out of his mother's breast and go to town. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about, like, maybe that this was the chaste reborn and they could corrupt him, and, like, this is, like, some kind of eternal Sith versus Jedi struggle. Okay. I don't know, but that's got to connect somehow, because, you know, they've made a pretty clear connection with what that one ninja guy, with the, the red ninja was doing last season with Fisk and buying up these properties with what they're doing now, and now we know about Black Sky. It's got to involve Black Sky somehow as well. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what the whole what mechanism it is for Black Sky, but apparently it's part of setting off whatever a Black Sky is. Yeah, but I wish I knew more about this this stick. Like, is he the chaste? Like, are you literally the three hundred year old boy? You don't look Asian, Scott Glenn. I love you, but you don't you don't right. really look sure. particularly Asian. Or is he just the leader of the modern in, incarnate? Is he? I don't know. Does he have, like, I thought he was just an a, a exceptionally perceptive blind man, but I feel like he's got daredevil vision, too, somehow. Oh, yeah. No, I got that impression first time we met him. Really? Yeah, sitting on the park bench talking. Okay, but he can't hear Electra's heartbeat? Like, he doesn't have the same kind of superpower that Matt's got, but it's roughly equivalent to where he can... He can shoot guys without looking, obviously, because he's blind, with mm-hmm. a crossbow in a moving vehicle that his, you know... Kato type character is chauffeuring him around in. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, Daredevil caught the arrow too. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, uh, there was, you know, plenty of stuff to like in this episode. I feel like we're fo- focusing on the negative. Yeah. Um, oh, right, well, let's shift gears then, because I think I got all the stuff I. And I'm not saying it's negative. I just don't get it yet. Right. Right. A lot of it is still confusing, and I think you know the big question about Kingpin is now how is he involved? Uh, what's he going to do with Frank? Yeah. Um, but, but I, 
there's a lot there's a lot of other stuff. So I think that is an interesting question, like what Matt does now that the the evil knows where he is. Um I'm I am definitely curious about what Electra was. Like she obviously there's this thing where she was sent on this mission by the stick to corrupt Daredevil, uh to bring him kind of into the fold. Didn't work. He didn't kill that guy back in the day and Electra left. But there, it implies that there's something more to her, right? Like, who she is. And I don't know if you know her but actual background. I don't. I don't. And that's the thing, like, if I was watching this as a fan, I'd have been on Wikipedia and, like, read all this shit. But right. I'm trying not to because I feel like, you know, there's got there's a bunch of people that are just liking this as... I don't... You know, there can't be that many hardcore Daredevil fans. Like, if you... You know, if maybe there's okay. probably a lot of Marvel fans and all... But there's probably just... I think there's a lot of people that are like me. Like, I didn't care much one way or another about Daredevil, but he's got a kind of cool powers, and uh, I really liked the first season. I didn't expect much for it. So, like, I, I feel like that there's the majority, the silent majority of Netflix people are watching it from that. So, I don't want to, you know, stick my comic book dick into okay. that mashed potatoes. Well, we kind of are all knew that Karen wasn't going to win out on this, right? Like, Electra had her ways. I did not know that, because Matt, I mean, he... He seemed to shut it down, but every episode, it would get a little bit closer. He did. And th- here's, here, so here's what I'm wondering. Uh-huh. Is this just a big part of a longer con? Because Matt seems, like, all too trusting that Stick comes back into life, saves them. They're totally not working together now, though. Mm-hmm. And, like, what if this is just yet another attempt to bring him in? Right. Like he's literally falling for the fucking thing that they hit him with the first time. But how can you resist a woman who fights crime with you? <laughs> how how thing. is it like, possible? Does he, Karen even stand a chance against I, that? that? I mean, I still prefer Karen, um, just because okay. you know you like Debran Wall. I do. You're a fan. I do, uh, and I I like her like spunky investigator thing they got going on. Um, uh-huh. But you're right. Like Electra seems like she was put on Earth to be his. Uh, if she could just stop killing, co- like what companion? I, I'm trying to think of what's not an insulting word, like co superhero, <laughs> co hero, separate yeah, I... but equal ass kickers. Like I'm right. I don't right. want to make it seem like she's second banana to him because his she's other been... half, yeah, not better go. half or worse half, just other half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, I, they're so complimentary. It's like I don't know. I, I did, know. but I'm, I'm so so, so Karen. Karen comes over and sees this, but and I thought immediately they really the skirted the line because if she was much more like rom com, I can't believe you're fucking some girl by my back, Matt. I would have been out, but it's more like you know what? This is a fucking weird. I don't know what this old man peeling the onion at the tables. Did. I don't know what this woman in your bed's doing. I don't know why you look like you got your ass kicked and you look like fresh hell again. Yeah. I'm just tired of the bullshit and lies, and I'm done. Yeah, uh, I thought. They played that pretty good because if if he she'd have walked in and just been like oh, I can't believe I'm sleeping with another woman like there's so much obviously more to that she's got her right. middle there's all bandaged the, there's the old man like I don't cutting an apple <laughs> yeah <laughs> blind man using a knife that's although no good. Scott Glenn the whole nice meeting you when she left he's he's great yeah he really makes this character work uh, along those lines so is it. I don't have the answer to this question is it tragic or just stupid that Matt can't tell Karen that he's Daredevil. Like, he just stands there in silence and takes all of these Well, if he tells her he's punches. Daredevil, then, like, is he trying to... Is he accepting the fact that they're moving out of his life and, like, you know what? This might not be the the bad idea. Like, these hands, they know where I live. They, right. They're, they're honing in and they don't already know who I am. I'm putting targets on these people. If I drive these people away, which I'm kind of doing on accident, mm-hmm. if I just... 
you know, if I open my mouth and say, I'm Daredevil, yo, I'm really a hero, I'm the hero you can believe in, then that brings her back in, and does he want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like he's flipped sides here, and he's And I felt no like it's a little hasty. Like, I didn't fully believe him going. Like, I feel like there needs an, an episode of breather between, well, I jumped off the Karen ship, you're pretty hot too, and you kick ass, let's get together. Let's right. make this work. Right. Like, I don't know. And then the horrifying realization that, oh, yeah, uh, nothing has changed here, and she slits a boy's throat. Why? Okay, so... Well, A, she has to, right? She has to do what Daredevil can't to protect Daredevil. Why does the hand only send one guy after Daredevil? Well, we we don't And, and a young we teenager don't know yet, apprentice right? I mean, what, that, that. Like you said earlier, maybe he was just the one who saw him and followed him, and that's going to be that, but... He wouldn't report... I mean, here's the other thing. I've got a theory... That he's actually not a boy. This is just part of their whatever Lazarus Pit shit that they've got, where oh, they can he's be immortal. It to, yeah, like why? You know, why do you assume he's a boy just because he's got a baby face? Next episode, he grabs his neck hole. Oh, you think you can kill me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm saying I think you can kill these guys, but I'm yeah, like, yeah, it, they it wouldn't back. surprise if they came back or they get reincarnated or something. Like I, him saying you're just a boy, I thought was significant. Not that he's just a boy, but he's actually some kind of like maybe demonic. Right. eternal thing that and that's why that's why she cuts his throat because otherwise like huh. are you not this is are, it, otherwise Electra's just divorcing matt right like right. hey we just yeah. talked about how we shouldn't do this and we're going to be good guys and sh- oh, pff, this is who yeah. i am these are like it's like killing a cylon do you still want me like uh, killing a skin job it doesn't matter because they're just going to res on the ship yeah like matt needs to come to grips that there are like you know if you've got this immortal force that's trying to take over the soul of your city yeah you might need to put a few of them in the ground and it's and it's not killing if you literally can't kill them <laughs> if they are true, immortal true or if so, they're like lost whatever is their spark of humanity that I guess, yeah. You know, like, like I, like I, I say what you will about Grotto. If you've been raping and pillaging for four hundred years across the Far East, mm-hmm. you probably are pretty set in your ways. Like, I don't think you're in a change for the good at this point. So maybe so, that's going to be a plot point that, like, yeah, maybe Electra knows more than she's letting on about. Like, she's this got kid. to because she already knew way more. And she about... says, "This is who I am." Maybe she's like, "Is she immortal?" She been fighting well, these these guys for hundreds of years or something. Cause Stick did say that I've seen her pull through worse. Right, like they've seen a lot of shit together. She knows a lot more, and that also has me questioning why Matt doesn't know more about this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she was on a mission the first time they met, right? But I'm so. saying, like, why is why is this the first time he's hearing about the chase and the hand and dark sky and all that? Like, uh, you know, oh, just from around. Well, like, I mean, he's he's trained on this boy from the time he's twelve to the time he's in his twenties, uh-huh. and that this the the overall mission arc never came up, right? Like, I get that you know you can get a long way by every time he asks a question, wrapping him on a knuckles with your broomstick, but eventually he's going to want answers, right? Yeah. Like, why am I do? Why am I doing all this? Eventually, he has to stop waxing your car and yes. kick some ass. Yeah, you got to teach him to crane kick, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What about this head to the wall? At the end, that the stick gives head to the wall. What is the wall? I don't know. I did know that when in in uh, the when I watched it a second time with subtitles on, as is my want, the wall was capitalized. Oh, like it's a it's... strip club. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me in the wall. Uh, no, I yeah, I don't know. It's is that an organization? Is that? You got the hand, the, you build the, the hole, hey, the wall. The only way to keep out a, a, a hand, 
is a wall. That's you gotta. God, I hope they don't go there. <laughs> it's the it's the hand's mortal enemy, the wall. Um, All right, I don't know. Uh, I have some questions about court. I like, can Karen actually sit at that table? Is that allowed? Can Matt address the jury while he's questioning a witness in this fashion? Just by treating him as a hostile witness yeah can the, the da permission, not object p- permission to... to monologue yeah permission to monologue your honor granted right i'm just gonna stand here and sway the jury for a good 10 minutes i felt like and, and you know i'm sure we'll get some law talk on this from the various lawyers that listen to it but i felt like there was a, this is in particular there's a lot of loosey-goosey yeah like this I, is, I felt it this isn't even law and order this is no. not even perry mason this is just you know boston legal type yeah type type stuff like it's just this looks cool and i don't know anything about law but whatever and that's the other thing is like this show is teaching me that it's a different kind of thing i was expecting something with a little bit more realism but now that i got magic ninjas like yeah. the courtroom stuff is not going to bother me okay you know yeah he wants to give the al Pacino i'm a bad guy scarface speech uh sure mm-hmm. the judge can do you know Judge is banging yeah. her gavel left, right, and center, but you know she lets the courtroom just completely lose its shit for five minutes when Frank Castle's being paraded in. Yeah, you object to leading the witness, and then you don't object to this soliloquy from Matt. I mean, I guess there is like a, the, the treating the witness hostile engages certain rules. Yeah, you don't know what those rules. I are. I looked them up, no and idea. it's like you can ask leading questions, you can impeach your own witness, stuff like that. But I, I don't, I don't know if monologues huh. are address. You know, just just essentially giving a mid-trial opening statement. Yeah, or closing statement even. Yeah, I let mean, me tell that's... you. Let me tell you what I think about this guy. Let me have an editorial, <laughs> right. jury. I don't know. Uh, it's it's interesting. And then you get the kid standing up screaming, "You killed my father!" That was so stupid. Like was it? Well, I mean, this guy looks like one of uh, Eli Thompson's kids. Like, like if, if maybe he's a 1930s gangster's son. The guy looks like fucking Jimmy Olsen. Okay, he's yeah. got the knickerbockers on and a white <laughs> Oxford shirt and a bow tie, and he's got the flaming red hair. And he's, That's he's, the problem. He's holding his scrapbook of his all the times his gangster tattooed up Irish father right. played baseball with him, and you killed my dad. Like, and then Frank is feeling bad about it. Yeah. What the fuck? He, he no does, way. He does have a moment there. No way, because that's what Daredevil said to him on the roof, and he's like, nah, fuck all them. Fuck all our kids, and like, I don't care. And well, I, I think don't know the why point, he would. The point they're getting at is Frank is seeking revenge, right? Yeah. And, you know, it, it's kind of a cliche to say, look, revenge doesn't actually solve anything. Sure. Uh, it, it might satisfy you for a moment, but in the end, it doesn't help. Uh, and that's what Frank is questioning here. Like, oh, I'm doing all these horrible things to other families, uh, you, you know, say what you will about the people I kill, but their families are harmed. Uh, is it going to be worth it when I finally get my revenge? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not a particularly profound question, but it's that's certainly what's going through his head at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we talked about we talked about electric kick and stick out. Did you find that convincing? I thought it bordered on like Golem versus Smeagol. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go away and never come back you know it's like throw your I, bag on the floor sure sure um i don't i don't know uh awful uh, electra's healing awful fucking fast yeah well I, I thought she was putting on a brave face there oh really try and get him out yeah uh well but also she then fought she engaged in hand-to-hand combat with the ninja she got her ass kicked though quick that's true do you think that she slit the guy's throat because if she didn't she was not able to defeat the ninja single-handedly. Matt was succumbing to the venom and the arrow or yeah. whatever. 
and that they were both going to die. And she can say like, you know, seriously, is that how you want her story to end? Yeah. Like what chances you're, cause nobody's looking at this hand situation. Nobody knows anything about this 46 story hole in the wall and dark sky and all that. So like, if you really think this is a credible threat, then you got to stay alive. Like I, I, I don't know where his moral parameters are. I don't know. I don't know. And it's, each episode where that goes by where him not killing. I mean, we're dealing with this on two shows now. This is Morgalizing at its finest, right? Mm. Uh, every episode that goes by where he refuses to kill and gets other people hurt because yeah. of it, uh, you have to wonder when is he finally going to break? When is he going to say, you know what? You're right. Punish her. Did you have Let's a, do this thing. Did you have a problem with the ninja getting a drop on him at the end of the episode? I don't know why he can't hear these people. But they, they they make it seem like I mean this, is it because they're actually dead? That's that's a valid point, or it could be oh you know I didn't even think of that because I think they, they don't they were, have a heartbeat. They're going hear. with this uh, you know far eastern right super like, ninja I can I thing, can control yeah. my heartbeat and right like which they've established on the show. But it could be yeah that it could be maybe they're just dead yeah and they've got the you know they didn't say immortality like you're always pretty immortality. I mean they no. could be I mean this kid was though so it's like right. You know, but I guess you can. And like, pretty doesn't imply a heartbeat. That's true. I mean, look at all the vampires. And, and, right. You know, most of them. Uh, are, they don't have a reflection. So <laughs> how can you even fix your hair in the morning? <laughs> just got to do it by feel, I guess. That's why they pull it back or just let it. Yeah, bang. they slick it back. You don't need a mirror for that kind of nope. style. Um, I don't know. Uh, so I guess we should talk about. I, I, I do want to say that the fight in the apartment was another great set piece fight. Like, um, the fact that Matt was wounded and he's poisoned. Yeah. And, you he's know, flipping that, over couches flipping and, over and tables, and just, just missing these shirkins by inches and yeah. like just the brutality of it when he's finally like just picks up that guy and choke slams him. <laughs> that was cool. I, I, again, thought that just, the choreography was really, really good, really tight. Yeah, um, I did too. I guess we should talk about the end where, again, this kind of blew my mind because I thought this, this bent screw was working for the suit corporation or whatever the hell oh okay yeah the the dirty yeah guard. i got the old i got the old timey boardwalk speed going on so right jimmy olsen brought it out on me but he's got <laughs> this this crooked guard and he's like uh follow, you know follow me and he leads to an empty room and i'm like oh shit they're gonna fucking kill the punisher i, I thought they were gonna beat the shit out of him yeah yeah or and- or he was gonna have to fight somebody and then it's it's just uh kingpin bench pressing a preposterous amount of weight He's super strong. We know that. Like I looked it up, and it seems like the consensus is he was benching what they what the what the builders call five plates, which is five forty five pound plates on each side with the forty five pound bar. Ma- oh, ma- a, a, a massive massive uh, four ninety five. I think is that all yeah. total together. Sounds right. That's a lot of fucking weight, man. Like yeah. that's always been the that. Here's the thing, like, that's always been his M.O. in the comics, that, like, yeah, you look like a fat sack of sh- uh, lard, but you're actually, like, it's all solid muscle. Uh-huh. Do you think D'Onfrio pulls that off? <laughs> Almost. He kind of... Almost, Because yeah. that's the thing, like, really strong dudes don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. They look like these barrel-chested fuckers that are throwing tractors around on ESPN 8 in the World's Strongest yeah. Man competition. Yeah. So he kind of... You can have a gut. You gotta have a core, you know, to right. be to be doing that. So I kind of, I kind of buy it. He does. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't have hurt him to maybe do a little bit more curls. 
uh, maybe have a little bit beefier arms, but like the neck and the yeah. chest and the sh- and and the gut really sell it for me. He does look like he's got that power. Yeah. Uh, so do you think like this? I mean, I feel Frank's like they're not going to work for the like. Like I, I feel like that's what they're setting it up. Like uh, uh-huh. Frank, the kingpin's going to be like, "Hey, I'll let you out of here. You be my enforcer." Because you kill people so good. Uh, because I assume Kingpin's just taken over to prison. Else, how is he pulling all these strings? But there's no way Frank's going to do that. Frank's- well, unless he can help him get revenge. Unless he knows who did it or... Like, you think he's mixed up going to work hand, with a fucking the- mobster? I don't know. I don't know. What does he have against Fisk, necessarily? Just that he's a mob... I mean, like, I don't think Frank is soft on crime. Like, right. He right. kills people that need. I think. I feel like he would think the the Wilson Fisk is in the category of people gone need to be killed. Sure, but for the quote unquote greater good here of getting his revenge, yeah, it, would he be willing to tolerate it for the time being? I don't because I do know quite if a bit. He also gets to kill some bad. That's people. That's the thing. Like I do know quite a bit about the Punisher and like the mm-hmm. idea of the Punisher and the Kingpin joining forces. Okay, seems very far fetched to me. They'll have to really sell it for you. That'd be like Magneto and uh, Wolverine buddying. And, and I, I, shit, that's happened. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it happen. Yeah, but but Magneto's more of a complex. I mean, like I, I just I still don't know about Fisk, man. Like they really sold me that he cared about the city, and now yeah. I, I remember at the end of last season, I'm like, no, he's just kind of out for. He's a victimized child that wants to make sure no one victimizes him again. He doesn't really care about the city. That's yeah. just another way, to, another tool to insulate himself from potential harm. He's got to have all the power because he's never going to feel powerless again. Yeah. Um, whereas Magneto, like, I feel like he is looking for the greater good, too. It's just been warped and twisted by his life experiences. Right. So he feels like he's a, a lot he's like a the Punisher, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe the pun- Maybe he can fool the Punisher into, like, like did Frank pay much attention to the newspaper? I don't know. Like can he be like I'm just like you I try to fight for the city and uh, those uh, you know he's also had bad experience with those lawyers like he had so like maybe he, maybe he can find common cause although do you think the Punisher do you think the Punisher is disappointed no and <laughs> Murdoch and Nelson I mean he no. fucking pulled the plunger on that explosion he might be angry at Matt but I don't think he's but only because he's, he's Daredevil like. Well, so so how much of whatever him, set him off in that courtroom? That's what I'm saying. Him. Like, how much of that was him figuring out that that's yeah. Matt, and how much of it was the? Because I feel like he knew what he was going to do when the cop came up and said, "What do you really want?" Right. I'm not sure. And he, I'd also like how the cop leaned in and said that right into the court microphone. <laughs> hey, the stenographer's over there, yeah, <laughs> pressing her buttons. <laughs> Is this part of the record, sir? Uh, <laughs> strike that. <laughs> strike. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I uh, am curious to see. I'm curious to see. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it's this train is going awfully fast, and there are some corners up ahead. And yep. I I'm hopeful that they will slow down a bit and navigate those as well as they need to. I do think that and that's a thing. Like I guess part of this is like I don't like seeing them splitting up Foggy and Matt because they got good chemistry. I don't like them seeing splitting up Matt and Karen because they have good chemistry, but. You know, right? It's it's more realistic to have Daredevil kind of be on his and and Matt be on his own and have like maybe he still works with Foggy and Karen, but they can't be as intimately related to him if they're going to go the hyper real 
comic book characters suffer consequences, tro- you know, which I think is right. kind of like the new thing. Uh, they can't be that closely together. Like, he can't be that happy with Karen because they'll always be in danger. Yeah, and honestly, I don't I don't mind them breaking up the, the band here. I yeah. think I think the problem is the way that they're doing it do, just isn't sitting right with me completely. But we wanted to see it, this it is kind a little of conflict, bit, but, right? Like I'm trying to think where why don't right, we like did, why don't we like this cuz it, fe- it feels like they're giving it feels us like what we wanted. Right, it feels like nobody's talking. And I like I guess maybe that has to happen to break up Matt and Karen mm-hmm. because if he told her he's Daredevil, That's right, she would stick to stick with she him. She would probably would, yeah. Um so that's, but that's, I, but that's Foggy has gone back on, on yeah. his his word from last episode, which I didn't like. And I mean, you can explain it away with the uh, half a sentence of dialogue, yeah, maybe. I didn't. I didn't. But it just mean, doesn't I feel didn't right. Mean it to happen? Yeah. No. Right. That felt like a real. It makes me like their. Your conflict words have consequences. Less. You should fucking know that, you lawyer. Yeah. You should know that people's words have consequences. Yeah, and like I said, it, it makes me like that le- confrontation less than know that Foggy yeah. really didn't yeah. mean it. I'm trying to scare Matt straight. Right. I'm gonna leave you, Matt. Uh, yeah, so I I think they've muddled these characters a little bit too much for me. Uh, mm. And if they had kind of stayed a little truer on course, and maybe we understood why Matt's doing the things he's doing slightly better with Karen and Foggy. Like, it, I get that he thinks he needs to fight crime, and this mm. is his way to do it as Daredevil. But it seems like he also realizes that fighting crime in the law uh, with law something important is, that he respects as well. is worthwhile. Yeah, which is kind of how he got into this whole law thing in the first place, right? Yeah, and a lot of this... I keep coming back to that also a lot of this might be intentional. We are supposed to feel the weight of these impossible decisions and be like, what the fuck, as if Matt is doing it right now. Like, that we're supposed to... All these things are by design. I don't know if that's true. Um, You know, they've got, what, seven episodes left to kind of round this into... I think it's five. Is it five? Thirteen in this season? Yeah, and we're on episode eight. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, you're right. Shit, five left. Yeah, yeah. They're they're have they're well into the back half of this season. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't we, know. And we still don't know anything. Of really, really, we don't know anything about the hand or black sky. And I'm okay with that. I think the job that they've done setting up Electra and her story and relationship with Matt has been good. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised that. You know, arguably, we just found what the point of the season was this episode, yeah. and it doesn't feel like we've really been teased because all no. the stuff with the Punisher and Elektra and their backstory has been interesting enough to stand in a way that, like Jessica Jones, like I haven't felt like they're just yeah. tap dancing and like, oh well, now it's time to let Frank escape from the hospital and rampage another three episodes. Because so, right. you know, I guess you know we're kind of damning the story for not being connected but it's it's a hell of a lot more successful than jessica jones was oh totally and i i don't think that the story it's just a little too muddy it's not the pacing the pacing is not the problem for me and so you, much and, and you don't think it's the characterizations these these yeah characters i just don't feel are acting like these characters should given their personality traits i, I do feel, i don't feel like matt is uh, although like again i'm 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 annoyed the way that he's like you know picks a fight with stick just for the fuck of it like that doesn't feel like daredevil will beat the sh- holy hell out of an old man you know <laughs> like just talk like you, okay. you sit you're gonna it this is gonna lead to you sitting on your ikea furniture and talking mm-hmm. so just sit down and talk right no need to fight yes yeah, he's gonna kick your ass again if you make him yeah uh, but yeah, but, uh, I know it, it's muddy, but it might be intentionally so. 
Maybe, but I, I'm seeing less and less ways for them to dig themselves out and, of And I do agree hole. that even if it's intentionally muddy, that what they're doing with Foggy and Karen is not entirely... It's probably intentional, but it's it's not good. Right. But but there is a lot to like about the show. I don't want to sound too negative. I mean, no. I'm, I'm still definitely enjoying watching the show as it unfolds. Just okay. have some kind of what the fucks. Uh, and that's fair. We have magic ninjas that can make sure. your heartbeats go away. All right. And you can pour you can pour Drano and baking soda into wounds and leave them gaping open. Yeah. Gaping a gaping yeah. abdomen wound after you puncture their liver with a pair of needle nose pliers, and the next day they'll be. I got the impression there was some. They'll kind be of fighting a ninja better. Yeah, maybe she got her ass handed by a ninja, but she fought better than I would have. Yeah, uh, that's true. So yeah, interesting. Uh, do you have and, any... and they have me in suspense, you know. Still, sure. I'm I'm curious about what is going on here. So that's a that's a bonus. And it's... after, I mean, it's going to be interesting because like he cuts Karen loose. Arguably, this episode, I don't yeah. see how the only way that he can get her back is if he comes clean with the Daredevil thing, which they'd have to handle that kind of carefully because at this point, you've sacrificed. You've essentially done this to keep her safe. I think. That's so if you arguable. Just, if you just yeah. willy-nilly say this just because... But on the other hand, they've got, you know, like, is he going to be able to accept Electra? Well, that's the thing. Because she's a killer? Like, and and what is her yeah. deep, dark secret that... it's, it's uh, got, I think she's been fighting for hundreds of years with... with she's stick. immortal? She's immortal, yeah. Uh, that's but, my guess. But she's a former hand. She, uh, she's actually the one that killed hmm. her father, or his father. Okay, But, yeah. he, but the, you know what I'm saying is that, like... um. I should. I, I lost the train, my, the train of my thought. Uh, no, I think they're they're setting him on a trajectory. Unless he can overlook him, kill, her killing, which I don't think he yeah, can. That would I be a, kind of a character portrayal. That he's totally alone. He's pissed off Stick. He's pissed off Foggy. He's pissed off Karen. He's pissed off Electra. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be completely alone. And we've seen several instances where he would have been up shit creek had it not been for the timely intervention of. The you know Electra, the Punisher, or Stick. Yeah. So, and you've got the Kingpin potentially joining forces with Fisk. That's rough. Unless you're Superman, I wouldn't suggest going it alone hmm. as a superhero. That'd be interesting if it, it turns out that the Punisher saves the city because Matt has got no one, and he's got you know the full might of the Kingpin's empire behind him, and he's well equipped, and he's got you know his his super suit on, and who knows what. Right. Uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Uh, you know, Jim, it occurs to me that I've been saying these these ads for Club Bald Move and whatnot for mm-hmm. uh, going on eight episodes now, and it's it's a mathematical fact that the percentage of people joining the club much smaller than the percentage of people uh, uh, responding. Do I have permission to treat the audience as hostile? <laughs> Yes, yes, you do. Do you? Uh, right, but to... I reserve the right to object at oh. some point. Well, I don't. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure how I'd go about doing that. To try to take a, like a rebar to him, poison arrow. I don't know. I mean, just you, do you know what, what kind you of do you, let me you... let, let me tell you the type of person this audience is, Jim. There you go. This type of the audience is already getting a single tear rolling down their cheek, thinking mm. about how. How, how goddamn necessary it is to support independent podcasting, and they're and they're putting <laughs> their hands on their on on their shapely and attractive buttocks, and, and they're sliding in to get their wallet, or ah. maybe 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 they're reaching into a purse to get out a pocketbook, or maybe maybe they just keep their credit card. Yeah, maybe you raw dog in a, in a gender neutral place, which I I can't imagine. Those are the only two things I can imagine: a pocket 
Yeah. Uh, a Rolodex of some credit Some people, cards. some weird people keep their credit cards loose in a pocket. They're, they're, they're paying on cell phones now? Is that something that probably they can't do at the, the store? Well, I definitely, I, I object to that for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, but but they're the type of people, that are, they're whipping out their wallets and they're going to club.baldmove.com. Oh, objection, leading the witness. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, they're not, they're, they're, they're overruled. Overruled, Jim. Oh, they're, they're putting their numbers in right now. Because, I'm very confused. Who's the judge here? Because they, 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 and they don't want anything in reward. Sure, there's ad-free feeds and, and bonus episodes and exclusive content and VIP forums and stuff. But being the, the hero the bald move needs is, is reward enough. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I can. Uh, the tears are rolling down my cheeks now. <laughs> you sold me. Uh, the sweat's rolling down my crack. Uh, God. Go to. Hope you're go, not keeping your wallet there. Go to, no, it's uh, that. Why would who keeps their wallet in the crack? The wall. The, hey man, it's the cheek. You're talking the about unorthodox the cheek area. You're talking about unorthodox storage methods. <laughs> you know, you got to keister some things. Frank Castle, he probably Maybe. keeps his wallet. Everyone's got a butt crack, crack. Yeah, I think I, if there's people out there without a butt crack, you're going I to prison. No you offense. probably keister something. All right, and it's a credit card that you're pulling out. To, to subscribe to Uh I don't have a lot of feedback because I didn't honestly have time to compile a lot of it, but I did want had one from last episode that I uh, skipped over. Uh, it's delving into the surprising connections between Teenage Mutant Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, yeah. and Daredevil, which uh, you know I talked about two episodes ago that the origin story of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was largely. Uh, well, it's not largely. It's it's intended for it to be the day the same accident that made Matt made the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Aaron R wrote in and said that Kevin Easterman and Peter Laird, who are the creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I probably butchered Laird's name, um, but they did as a complete tribute to and parody. I think you of, actually butchered Eastman's name too. Really? I think you said Easterman. Easterman? Yeah. Oh no, he's the Eastman. <laughs> Kevin okay. Eastman and Peter Laird. <laughs> Uh, they did as a tribute to and parody of Frank Miller's Daredevil mm. uh, and Jack Kirby's as an artist in in, uh, in general. He said the, the connections go beyond the origin of Daredevil. And all this stuff should have should have been obvious. Like, the foot is obviously a parody of the hand, which sure. we yeah. made fun of, but I don't know why. I'm like, oh, of course. Splinter, the sensei of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Tur- Turtles, is an obvious homage to Stick. Okay, yep. Uh, Casey Jones is supposedly an homage of the Punisher. Okay. Which maybe in the comics he's a more violent dude. Uh, he's just kind of a, I guess he, hmm. The only from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I'm familiar with is the cartoon. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll take that for what it's worth. Uh, but no, they did, and the, he, he sent a bunch of artwork that has, like, comparisons to, like, Stick and, and... Uh, Splinter and like you know the the different covers that are like homages and and parodies of Daredevil covers. So yeah, um, all this the, yeah we're going like you might not be too far off this Krang's. It maybe that's Dark Sky. They're going to summon Krang from <laughs> right. this alternate dimension. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, maybe that's how you become immortal. You put your head in a jar. Is Shredder supposed to? Because I, I the body that, of that a... red that red ninja. I feel like he 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 might be uh, in Shredderland too. That we saw last episode, Shredder last Land? season. What's Shredderland? Shredder, you know, the, yeah, the henchman sure. of Krang. Yeah. That he's intentionally supposed to be Shredder, or he's a homage. Oh, okay. Or Shredder's an homage of him, I guess, is what, how you'd say that. All right. 
anyway, yeah, it's full on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Do you think we'll ever see a reverse homage? Like, will they wink at the fact that they're based on the Ninja Turtles? Will we see a Ninja Turtle poster in the background? Will there Maybe. be a little kid dressed as a Ninja Turtle in an episode? Could be. I'm yeah. gonna have my eyes peeled for that. Daredevil suit's gonna go missing. All he's got is his Halloween costume. <laughs> well, shit. I guess I'm going as Raphael tonight. Maybe uh, <laughs> Daredevil inexplicably has a craving for pizza next season. Oh yeah, and he works in Cowabunga as his catchphrase. <laughs> he says it five times in an episode. <laughs> Instead of all the screaming, he just says Cowabunga. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, we will probably have a double sized mailbag next week uh, when I get it, or not next week this upcoming wednesday when you do 209 uh when i have a time to properly compile this stuff uh and we'll be back then and that's the end of the podcast <laughs> see ya, right, see ya. Yeah.